This is a Shammer Sports production. Welcome to On the Rocks with Shark and the Hammer. We are back, baby. What is going on, Shark? How are you doing? I am good. We are finally doing this. We got it in within a year of the last one. I'm stoked. You know what? I think the final thing that really put us over the edge was when uh, Petriello pops up like The Undertaker asking for a podcast. What are we supposed to do other than record one? I mean, I mean the we... guy shows up once once every 11, 12 months. The least we could do is record something. I mean, for him, yeah, absolutely. We'll oblige. He's kept this league alive or sunk it in the last four years. Yeah, well, there's always the chance he wins again this year that this is the last time we ever have this league. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think so... it's a chance. I'm out. I quit. <laughs> it's playing with dynamite but uh <laughs> all right so yeah let's get this going yeah so you and i were talking a bit about everybody and their teams and the way they are and where they are and what kind of tv show we think they would actually equate to so uh let's go in with the first group and so the first group is the biggest group and that is our walking dead group we think that there are four teams right now that are for lack of a better term dead they are no longer a con in the conversation for this year's title that would be jeff who is a perennial early dead team Brett, he's like rick from the walking dead he like there is no walking dead without jeff no there's not <laughs> i mean if he is if he's ever good what what's more likely to happen he makes a run someday or petriello's out of it Ooh, i guess it'd be more likely that petriello loses just because there's 12 of us Right. He's got to lose eventually. I don't know how Jeff yeah. wins, though. Jeff doesn't No, have... no, I don't see that happening. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I guess we should dive in with Jeff first, then, if we're going to uh, start going away with the uh, Kamikaze crew. Yeah, let's go So they're go sitting ahead. at two and five right now, and looking at their team, I have to say, that Brees Hall injury just really made me feel bad for Jeff. Just like, <sighs> finally, he found somebody who was under the age of 36, and just, oh, <laughs> uh, oh. Uh. It's crushing. I mean, I feel bad for for us as football fans, for the Jets a little bit, although it's Jets. Um, but, I mean, he looked electric, and he looked like a superstar. And it's not that he won't be someday, potentially, but you don't know with these injuries. I know they come back so quickly, but I think we're all, as a football fandom, just remembering what Adrian Peterson and Jamal Charles did 10 years ago, and we've decided that everybody can do that now. But I don't know if that's always the case. Uh, I think you're right. I will say it feels like back in the day, if somebody tore an ACL, their career was over. You didn't think twice about it. Now it's weird to us if they're not back in eight months. Now we're like, what do you mean they're not back and fully healthy in eight months? But uh, with Jeff's team, I have to say, as much as we're making fun of it, in the distance, through the trees, I can sort of make out the startings of a team. He will end up trading these guys for older players, but sure. the forming of a team, there's Chris Olave, who I still am not sure if I say his name right. Uh, he's no, but I think he... uh, I'm just looking at his team. Yeah, and that's about it. But, you know, two pieces. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's more than he's had. And he, he's got, for the first time, he's got a couple trade assets that, I don't know, he'll probably flip them for someone older. But, you know, like, as of yesterday, Tyler Boyd is now a starting wide receiver on the Cincinnati Bengals. If I'm Jeff, he's off my roster by Sunday morning. Once everyone realizes that he's still just Tyler Boyd, his trade value diminishes. But right now, that's the moment. Sell him. If I'm Get him, I'm standing. I'm knocking on uh, Paulie's door and just yeah. being like, hey, I got a wide receiver. You want a wide receiver? I got a you, wide receiver. You need one. I've got one. Let's go. Let's do this. Yep. 
yeah, that would be my move for Jeff. I mean, at this point for him, the best thing he could do is make some trades and try and get some more picks, try and move some of uh, the older guys. But that's not really Jeff's style. So I, I honestly don't know what he's going to do with this team. But He'll probably again, go all in. Yeah, probably. Sounds about right. Seems yeah. like a logical move. Um, so speaking of going all in, let's talk next about Fitzy. Fitzy has – he is a member of The Walking Dead this year, which I will say is semi-surprising given last year he made a run. Um, but holy crap, his team has just fallen apart. Yeah, this one's really ugly. Like, I, I went to look at the team and, like, I just don't know what he's going to do at this point. Like, so Tua, I, I think we all know my feelings on Tua. Um, and Which I think he's, he's better than you think. He's better than I think, but now he has a brain injury. So I'm right. questioning questioning where he goes from here. But Everything. he's got a couple of pieces, but I don't really know what he can do with it. I mean, he's got Kyle Pitts and he's got Kenneth Walker the third, who might as well be Kenneth Walker the god right now. Yep. He is ascending quickly. One more, two more weeks, like what he's done. He's go- People are just going to crown him the running back one for Dynasty. Oh, 100%. Like and- he is on that trajectory. He is Jonathan Taylor from a year ago, who Fitzy also has. Yeah, who really looks like shit this year. And then I can't decide if it's the Colts or just he's got hurt for the first time in his life. Because I saw a thing that he had never missed practice going back to high school. So uh, he may just be having a weird year. But you know where Fitzy really got kicked? Uh, Elijah Mitchell went from an asset to droppable. Yep. (laughs) Yep. He did not pan out. And that uh, this is a common theme that I think we'll see with a number of running backs. But this is a low draft capital running back who had a good rookie year and coaches will say and do the right things about him. But the first chance they get to get someone better, they're going to do that. We keep seeing it with Michael Carter, who we'll get to on Rutherford's team. And it's Eliza Mitchell is a nice story and he is the poster child for sell high. Yep. hundred percent. He should sell him. And, the weird part is this walking dead group, as we start talking more about it, I mean, the overall group. So just to let everybody know is Jeff, Fitzy, Brett, and Ryan. These yep. teams are basically out of it. Brett is always down to trade at all times, at every moment, no matter what's going on. But Fitzy, Jeff, and Ryan aren't really trying to sell. So that's why I keep saying I think it's going to be a very quiet deadline this year. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. And they're kind of like Walking Dead A and Walking Dead B. Three of them are in the Walking Dead because they're just dead. Like, what are they bringing to the table right now? It's not that they're bad owners, but they're not doing anything. They're just sitting still with a bad roster. Yep. And Brett is actively trying to improve his roster and making it worse. But we'll get to that. Yep, we'll get to him. So, actually, let's move to him next then. Uh, he's the most confusing roster to me in the entire league. He, Everybody's young. Like uh, he, yeah, he, yeah. He, he, The reason he's not going to be a seller at the deadline is because who do you sell? But everybody on his team, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, I mean, let's just read them all, A.J. Dillon, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, J.K. Dobbins, Chase Edmonds, Drake London, Cortland Sutland, Hunter Renfro, Brandon Ayuk, George Pickens. He's got an entire roster of, oh, man, if this guy hits. Yep. But they all have to hit in order for that to become something. Yeah, he's got a few more pieces than the teams we mentioned previously. And I don't know if anybody knows this, but he has Bobby Wagner on his team, which is oh. just, uh, news to me. I never knew this. That's uh, a tradable piece. <laughs> but, you know, he's got the beginnings of things. But for him, he seems to keep trying to jump the gun and get younger and take the take the long bet over the proven commodity. I mean, we were looking at I, I don't have it in front of me, but the list of people that he traded away, what was it, like Dalvin Cook? He's traded yeah. T. Higgins. He's traded uh, Matthew Stafford, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, which the Hopkins one worked out. 
Yeah, yeah, totally. But right. I, and I mean, some of them have, and I think individually, maybe they all have, but as a whole, he got, he went from a contender to a rebuilder because he had a bad September. Yes, exactly. He jumped the gun on a bad few games. That's what I found happened with his team. I mean, yeah. like I said, there are a couple of pieces on here that I like. I like Trevor Lawrence. I think when you ignore the Urban Meyer year and his rookie year, he's a decent start. Uh, yeah. Him, Pickens, uh, I think that's I think I think Drake London's going to be a stud. Oh, yeah, um, there's Drake London. It, it just depends on if the Falcons ever hire a coach that will throw the ball. Yep, and uh, I'm a big fan of Jameson Williams in Detroit. I know nothing about yeah. him other than his name being Jameson, and that's all I need. Yeah, no, I forgot to mention him. He's another one. But uh, So there's a lot of pieces here, but which one do you sell? If you're selling at this point, you're gambling that you know better than anyone else on which ones aren't going to hit. You kind of have to just hold them all and see who hits. Yeah, the only thing you can do is, and then, you know, I'm going to keep going back to this angle, but if I were him, I would be hoping Marquis Gwendolyn has a great game and Metcalf is hurt more than they're yep. saying and hitting up Paul. Yeah, always um, hit up Paul. Always hit up Paul. If you have a receiver, hit up Paul. He, yeah. he, odds are he's going to listen. At yep. the very least, he's going to listen. Absolutely. Um, or he should. Yeah, or he should. Paul, if you're listening, listen. Get a receiver, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You can, <laughs> It's not 1925. You can't play with receivers. Yeah. <laughs> The forward pass, it's a new invention. Um, <laughs> so then the last team in the Walking Dead category is Ryan. And Ryan, I feel like, is in a different boat than the other teams. Well, the problem is his boat doesn't have anything in it. No, it's a barren boat. I mean, he's, he's sitting in a boat with nothing in there. But I feel like he he got more out of the roster to get to this point. Like, he he took every last ounce out of this team. His team is the exact opposite of what we were just talking about with Brett. Brett saw the first signs of things maybe not working and bailed. Ryan has ignored every sign and is just going to milk it for every ounce he can get. And then he'll figure out a rebuild when they're all gone. Yep, exactly. He, that's what I'm saying. He kept fighting, kept fighting, making playoffs, kept fighting. At some point, they just you run out of you run out of opportunity. I mean, Alvin Kamara last year, he could have traded probably for two firsts. Yep. And now, now I don't know that he can get a first. Oh, I don't think he can. I genuinely no. don't think somebody would give a first for Kamara right now. And um, here's, as a, a sidebar on all the Walking Dead teams, the other issue is who on earth is going to give up a first right now for a player? Nobody's really that great. And everyone knows next year's draft class is loaded. It's a yep. bad time to be a bad team. Yep, exactly. And, and on top of it, none of these teams seem that interested in selling. So it's yep. like... Just a weird combination right now. But uh, so yeah. that ca- that category is, you know, their season's basically over. Now it's figuring out how to move on for next year. Um, I, I do think if I'm Ryan, though, I'm calling Graham, I'm waiting for Graham to have a couple of drinks, and I'm calling <laughs> Graham, and I'm offering him Malik Willis for a first. Yeah, just, I mean, he'll probably do it, so just wait. Yeah, just get a couple of drinks in him. Just anytime you find out he's had a beer or two, you be like, hey, how do you feel about Malik Willis? I don't have an argument on that one. And I mean, that brings us to in our next tier Graham's team. And one of the things we can kick off with him is the fact that who is his quarterback going forward? Yeah, that's a rough issue. So we figured out with the, with the show transit comparison, Graham and Pauly are in this category. And I thought of it as they're the show only murders in the building. Strong, strong, solid one gigantic character flaw. Yep. I, I think Selena Gomez could be replaced by almost anyone in that, and it'd be better or at least equal. 
Graham with his quarterback and running back issues and hit Paul with his wide receiver and tight end issues. But let's start with Graham. Yeah. I mean, his quarterback is the Selena Gomez of, well, no, Paulie's wide receiver really are. They epitomize it, but we're on Graham. His quarterback is, if you give him functional quarterbacks, his team is really good. He's four and three right now. And he's got Zach Wilson who throws the ball six times a game, Jameis Winston who got benched and Ryan Tannehill who, sorry, Graham, he's not good at football. No. And I can tell you, I, I was hounding Graham on in the off season for a quarterback when he had Jameis and Goff and, and yeah. a bunch of them. And Zach, well, I was like, just trade me any of your quarterbacks except Tannehill. Yeah. And he got a great return on Goff. He traded Goff for a second round pick and Josh Palmer. Like that's yeah. long-term. That's going to be great. It's not going to be great. It's as good a value as you could hope to get for somebody who's not very good, but he still finds yeah. himself in a position where he just doesn't have quarterbacks. Not only if not for this year, but he's got nothing long-term. If Zach Wilson doesn't hit, which he doesn't, no, they're five and two, but he's not good. But uh, Graham also has the issue at running back. I know in his own mind, he's trying to convince himself he's fine. Oh, he's and got Brian Robinson. Foreman. But yeah, when you're starting Deonta Foreman and Chuba Hubbard, <laughs> that's yeah. a bad sign for your team. That's that's bad. And I know Brian Robinson's a great story. He had a lot of preseason hype, and it's hard to judge the dude for getting shot and then coming back so quickly. He's not very good. Like he's just—he's kind of plotting, and he doesn't. It's hard to judge anyone on Washington because I don't think they use yeah. any players correctly. But he's not great. And Javante Williams is another young stud ACL issue. Who's he going to be going forward? Yeah, and I think his injury having to be worse than just the uh, ACL because, and that's what it seems to be the issue. Like, look at J.K. Dobbins—he tore like three things. That dude yeah. might never be the same again. Right. Yeah. Now that's a, that's a good point, and the Williams one is very concerning. You know, and it happened at a time of year. He's not Adrian Peterson. He's not going to be himself for Week One next year. So this is an injury that has basically sunk that position for Graham for two seasons, if not permanently. Yep. So what do you do if you're Graham? You're in his shoes right now. You're sitting there, and you might be a playoff team. If I going back to nobody's moving ones right now, if I could get a one for Mike Evans. I'm moving him like he's done. He's gone. Um, Mike Evans might need to have one or two more good games and Brady might need to show some life for that to happen. I think the interesting one is Tyreek Hill. Mm. Do you, he's 28, but he's, I mean, he's still top five. He's a superstar. If you can milk somebody and get a huge return, you kind of maybe have to consider that. But at the same time, are there not enough good teams ahead of him that, Tyreek Hill could go on a run that he alone brings Graham into the third place game. I mean, I made the third place game last year as a seven and seventeen. This is not out of possibility for anyone no. that we're about to discuss. No, that's the problem. Is like you were saying, Mike Evans for a one for the certain right. Like Graham, it almost depends on what is offered, <laughs> whether he should buy or sell. Yep. Like if somebody throws, you know, three picks at him for Mike Evans or Mark Andrews or Hill, yeah, maybe. But I could also see him buying, you know, trying to snag a quarterback off somebody so he has a functioning adult at quarterback. Yeah. Or if some, you know, a, a small P, if Cordaro Paris Patterson gets healthy and Ryan decides, yeah, I need to, I finally need to make a trade. Like mm. uh, he's not going to cost anything and, and you could start him for a playoff push. Yeah. 
that's it's a tough spot to be in the in-betweens like uh this is a weird season for everybody i think like i said the the sellers aren't selling and the mid-tier doesn't know what to do and the buyers aren't really the people who would sell don't really have anything the buyers want yeah the league just doesn't line up well this year nope but I, i will throw it out for me watching that happen is fun like this league is so well established and so far in that all of us have basically said, yeah, we're not going to trade this year. And that's not an indictment on the league. We're just going to hold and we're going to work through it this year. This league has so many ebbs and flows. It's fun to see how every year becomes its own story. Well, not just, it's not that nobody's trading because nobody's talking to each other. I guarantee you, I think I've had more trade discussions with people than I can even even count at this point. Yep. Everyone's talking. It's just not anything. Nothing's lining up. No, nothing nothing makes sense for two sides. Speaking of nothing making sense, Paulie and his wide receivers. He's next on the uh, the giant character flaw of he needs somebody who can catch the ball. It might be the most. He's got Noah Brown, Nico Collins, Garrett Wilson, and Wandale Robinson as his starters. I mean, this is is not good. Yes, Garrett Wilson and Wandale Robinson, you you may be able to build around and they yeah. may become starters like a good solid wide receiver one and wide receiver three long term, but you kind of want them as your wide receivers five and six right now. Yep. <laughs> yep. You want them for bye weeks, not yeah. your starters. That's, you know? that, that's rough. That's yeah. a rough spot to be in and that goes back to what we were talking about. Like, Paul, if I'm him, I'm just literally hitting up every seller like, hey, I have a first round pick. I bet you'd love to give me a receiver. But here's the interesting thing with Paulie, and this is less 2022 and more long-term. Does he get his receivers fixed before Zeke, Henry, and Swift are out of the conversation? Because I know I know Swift's a lot younger than the other two, but his body's not. There's a real scenario where Paulie's running backs are joining this club in the next year. Uh, I think Zeke is going to be the first one done. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he's on another team next year. Yeah, and this injury that he has right now, I mean, that might be the the final nail in the coffin for his two straight two straight years with knee injuries. Yep, and Henry is still plugging along, but that doesn't that's that's not going to last forever. He's lost a step. He has. He's still playing great, but he's he's just not the same. So, in fairness, I traded Paul Henry what two years ago, three years ago now, and I thought he had one year left. So the fact that Paul's right. gotten three years of value out of him is insane. Um, yeah, but no, he got three years for a first round pick. That's it. it. Paulie won that trade a thousand times over a thousand times, especially with what it turned out to be. I traded it for right. fucking Noah Fant. Shoot yeah. me in the face. That was <laughs> that was the worst trade scenario that could have been. Um, but moving on from that, he's got the best quarterback room in the entire league. I mean, he doesn't even have a third one and he still wins. <laughs> yeah. Josh and, Allen and, and Kyler. Done. And Kyler's not even playing well. And he still wins. I mean, I think there's two other teams in the conversation with him, and we haven't gotten to them yet, meaning myself and Rutherford. But no, it's it, Paulie is the leader in the clubhouse because Josh Allen is just on another plane right now. Yep. Well, so Paulie, and if I'm him, I'm hitting up everybody. I'm waiting to see who who's going to give me a, a, a wide receiver. I'm also not overspending if I'm him. Like, yeah, I want a wide receiver, but I'm not going to go crazy. Because this next draft supposedly is great. So yeah. odds are he'll get one in the first round. Throw uh, throw one scenario out there for you, for Paulie. Mm-hmm. What Christian did with Patrick Mahomes. Is there a scenario in the next year or two 
that Paulie can get three or four really good pieces and move on from Josh Allen. I mean, I've offered Paul every piece I have at a certain point in some variation. So right. I, somebody will offer it to him. I mean, it, there's no way. We all keep joking, and I keep reiterating that Paul's going to trade Allen. But at some point, I mean, maybe he should. Yeah. You know, Henry falls off the cliff. Zeke's off the cliff. There's no receivers on this team. Somebody yeah. gives you two first-round picks and two really good young players. I mean, it'd be crazy not to at that point, especially by next year. Josh Allen, how old is Josh Allen? He's 26, I think. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he's 26. Good good guess. Uh, 26. So you figure he's got five more elite, elite years like this. Yep. Exactly. And the way he plays, I don't think he's, – he's more of the Ben Roethlisberger route than he is the Tom Brady route and the Aaron oh, Rodgers route. Yeah, he's not making it to uh, 40. No. So you figure five elite years, he'll play for probably three or four more years. And I could already see him retiring for TV. He already seems like a TV guy. God, yeah, yeah. With those commercials and shit that you've seen. Like, he looks like a TV guy. Um, so, yeah, that's that's Paul's team. If I'm him, I, I'm circling, I'm looking. I'm not going all in on either way, I think. Just play it out, see where you end up. I am on board with that one. Well, speaking of on, you being on board, let's move on to your team. Uh, on that note. So I thought of this one for you. I, I, you your team is like the post-2000 Simpsons. You have a lot of names who were great. You ha- you, Yeah, but no, it's just not there anymore. And I also thought of this. You have the one key player, which is Mahomes and Homer. So I think you should change your team name to the Mahomers. The Mahomers. I like that. Yeah. And I, I mean, I like the post-2000 Simpsons. When I hit, I'm still as good as anything out there. Yeah, yeah. It's just that that's only like 30, 35% of the time. Yep. The the good weeks, you're dropping 200 plus points. Your team plays great. I mean, the lineup is solid. Dak, Fournette, Jacobs, Cooks, Lamb, you know, if Gino, obviously, the, the top 10 quarterback. Uh, um, naturally. Just like we all predicted. Yeah. Uh, but David and Joku finally breaking out. Yeah, obviously. We all knew this was coming. Um, but you look at this, and like you said, any week this could hit. This is a great, like, daily fantasy lineup. Yep. And the issue that I have is you just named every piece. Like there's nothing below those top eight that has any value. And a lot of that is because I traded five pieces for Patrick Mahomes and that's to be expected. I did the opposite of what we just talked about with Paulie. So now it comes down to, can I compliment him? And this year is a retooling and contending year, which is going to turn into just a retooling year, it seems like. Uh, I think that really depends on Metcalf for you. I think uh, Metcalf injury, I think that goes back to the same conversation we were having about whoever has Goodwin and they should trade him for if uh, Metcalf is hurt. I mean, if he's yeah. out for five, six weeks, you might be screwed. Yep. But, Especially with Njoku now out for two to five weeks. Yeah, those are a couple injuries that are tough to, to – if you're starting Devontae Parker, uh, things aren't great. I'm starting Devontae Parker and Isaiah McKenzie. He's double not great. So, yep. yeah. I mean, in your shoes, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm probably just holding Pat. Yeah. Just kind of see what happens. If if Brandon Cooks gets traded to a contender in the NFL and he, he gets a little buzz about him, maybe there's some wiggle room there. Maybe somebody bites. But even so, what is 29-year-old Brandon Cooks' value at this point in time? More on my roster than in a trade. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, your team is not as uh, there's not as much to to discuss about where to go or what to do. It just kind of hold on and and wait. So, yep. 
I think my question for you next is, have you heard of a show called The Resort? It's on Peacock. I have not. No. Of course you haven't. And just like Rutherford's team, nobody's heard of it, but it's really, really good. Nobody talks about Rob's team. It's very quiet. It's a very, very quiet five and two. But it is a beast. Elite from top to bottom. Yep. Annoyingly elite. There's a chance. I was looking at his roster. Dalvin Cook is his weakest link. I mean, just let, let that sit in for a second, sink in for a second. Yeah, I think tight end, tight end is his only position that he could really want to upgrade. But even that, you can't really improve that much without paying through the nose, which he wouldn't do at this point. No, because Dalton Schultz, Schultz is fine on that roster. Yeah, you know, but it, it, Amari Cooper, eh, he might be a weak link. Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, Saquon Barkley is having a year that'll carry a team to a championship potentially. And, oh, yeah, Joe Burrow is playing out of his mind, and Jalen Hurts is truly elite. Yep. And Rob is going to have salary cap issues, but that's future his problem. Right now, doesn't matter. Yep. He's sitting pretty right now. But I actually think with Amari Cooper, there's a real potential that he's going to be a a league winner for teams when Watson comes back. That's a scary thought for this league. Like, if if – if Barkley stays healthy and everyone keeps clicking and Cooper is not yet what he's going to be mm-hmm. and Rutherford without making a trade is basically getting a huge move at the deadline. Yep. That's a problem. Yeah. But do you really think Saquon's going to stay healthy? I'm not as a Giants fan going to talk about that. Got now it. That <laughs> I, does everything we do. He's being you. I, I do think he is back and he is healthy. I mean, it's clear that he's back, you know, it, it took him, to the ACL conversation earlier, it took him multiple seasons to, to fully get back. He looks like 2018 for the first time since 2018. Um, His shoulder might fall off. So I don't know what's going on there, but as long as he's on the field, he is the, no one else in the league is the focal point of their offense. The way Saquon is this year. So speaking of Saquon, Rob got Saquon in a trade with Paul. So who got the first round pick in it also? I think Rutherford did. I think he got Saquon in the one and Paulie got Zeke. Wow. Because that's, that was right when Saquon got hurt. That's been one of those like that trade, the winner of that Yeah. I mean right Today now Rob's winning it. I'd be curious to look and see and I don't, I don't have this information I should who he drafted with that pick. Yeah, that would be helpful. I wish we had like our own research assistant. Yeah, that'd be a lot nice. easier. We'll have yeah, to post but, that. But yeah, his Rob's team is is on fire right now. I would hope to avoid if I have to see in the playoffs. If I'm him, I don't really think I'm doing much. Hoping hoping um, my team doesn't get hurt is what I'm doing. Hold steady. Hold on to add another first round talent to your team next year and just let it ride. Yeah. Yeah, not bad at all. And let's see, he's sitting in the – I'm just checking out his practice squad. He's got Eno Benjamin. I mean, without that, what more could you ask for? Right. Uh, <laughs> well, moving on to the next team, uh, Christian. Uh, I thought it was like the office when Steve Carell left. He is. He's got – his superstar is gone, and now he's got the rest of the cast who should not be leading the charge, leading the charge. And then he's got – I mean, your boy, Dick Nose, for everyone who Dick doesn't knows. know, Deontay Johnson is Dick Nose. He's kind of the Jim and Pam of this team. Like, it was exciting in the beginning, and we all were rooting for it. It's like, oh, look at this. And now it's just nothing. It's just annoying that it exists. 
you know what's wild looking at uh salary so he has Stefan Diggs who's a beast I mean he's he's legit uh he makes seven dollars more in salary than Dick knows that's insane I feel like if I'm Christian with the chase injury I'm exploring trading Stefan Diggs 100 percent I'm exploring and, there's nobody on this team that's safe if I'm Christian I, I am there's no one on a like will not trade list and if I'm Paulie and I've got Josh Allen, I am paying a lot oh to get Stefan Diggs. Yep. Whatever, whatever you got. This is, you know, like we were saying, sometimes you don't call in, sometimes you do. If I'm Paul, I'm going for the stack. And that, if he added Diggs, Garrett, I mean, Paul's yeah. right there. I mean, do you trade both Garrett Wilson and Wandale Robinson for Stefan Diggs? I think I consider that. Yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat. If That's I wanted a- to win, well, here's the thing. Do you want to win now? Yeah. Do you, I mean, and do you give up pieces that may not ever hit anyway? Yeah. But you know, if you're like, ah, I don't think I'm there. I don't think one piece will change for me. I think the stack is a huge thing. And I think that's something new in fantasy in the last few years. Yeah. Really catching on is stacking. Whereas it used to be like, oh, I don't ever want anybody on the same team. Right. And that is the number one stack in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I would be all about that. So if I'm Christian's team, I'm trying to trade digs. I'm trying to, I actually, initially I would have said move Najee Harris, but at this point you're not going to get, you know, 70 cents on the dollar. So I would hold him until he's better. Yep. Um, Antonio Gibson is a dead man. Yeah. He might get traded from Washington. That'll be interesting. I don't think that helps him this year because you know how I feel about midseason NFL trades, but he needs to get out of Washington. Yeah. He needs to go. And Justin Fields might not be a quarterback. So I think he's also struggling in that spot. But he's also really good at fantasy. Like he's yeah. a top five quarterback the last three weeks. It's just that he may not keep his job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's he's following the Danny, the Danny Peso route of like, yeah, he's gonna be in the league, but should he? <laughs> like so uh, yeah, if I'm Christian, I, I'm I'm standing outside Paul's apartment with uh Stefan Diggs sign screaming, give me all your first forever. Yep. Okay, so moving back to Edward. Uh, do you remember what show we picked for him? Edward is the rings of power. He, I mean, there is just greatness in this, but it doesn't seem to be catching on or getting the recognition that it deserves. I don't know how he does it. It just kind of seems like every year he has one or two pieces that he's, he's held forever. And now all of a sudden they're great. Like all of a sudden Curtis Samuel, Alan Lazard, these guys are, they're things. They're really good. Myers. Yeah, Jacoby Myers, Ramondre Stevenson might be a top five running back. Like, what the hell is going on? You know what I was surprised when I looked at this team? He had a great quarterback situation last year. Yep. <laughs> and now he does not. He might have one of the worst quarterback situations. He's like Graham's quarterback situation, except they once had talent. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Graham's never did. This right. one actually had some talent for a long time. But, yeah. You know, Russ doing fucking high knees on the airplane, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy G. I mean, yeah, that's it. He, yeah, he, he is in trouble long term, but that is future Edwards problem. Yeah, because right now he's got a real legit shot at the title. I mean, this last group we're talking about is, is the title contenders at this point. These are it. Yeah. Um, Edward and Rob obviously is one of the one of the top four uh, teams, but his would just fit where I was talking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so and uh, how that and, works. Yeah, that's generally how it goes. Uh, so, yeah, Edwards' team is nasty. And I also think these final three teams is uh, what I was looking at as wide receiver central. So, yeah. I mean, look at this. He's got A.J. Brown, Godwin, Lockett. Like, that's a 
That's a, a great, great trio. trio. Right then he's also got Myers, Samuel, and he even has uh, Ridley coming back next year who might help or might not. But And Od- Odell Beckham might sign with somebody soon. He's got him too. Yeah, so he's in – I'm him. I would be looking maybe at a quarterback upgrade, but that I also wouldn't be diving too deeply. I wouldn't be, you know, throwing first around. No. So I would agree with that. He, he's going to need that first to get a quarterback next year. Yep. So I think if I'm him, I'm holding steady, just ready to battle for the title. I mean, you're right there for it. So moving on yes. next is, is my team, which is a uh, contender this year, which is always exciting. Uh, I thought of my team as being severance, like the show. It is weird. It makes no sense. Nobody knows what's going on, but somehow it's really fucking awesome. Entered the year as a rebuilder, and now you're a contender. Yeah. Uh, I took it's the hitting. off season and went with went with the zag when everybody zigged and uh, hoped it worked, and this time it did. I mean, you've got Damian Pierce and Marcus Mariota leading the charge on you, ascending back to where you should be. Now, all of a sudden, Tony Pollard is the starter in Dallas, although he still can't pass block, so I don't know that he's going to get as many touches as we would like him to. No, but I will say, uh, I think I might have one of the better running back groups in the league uh, after looking at it with ATN, Pollard, McCaffrey, uh, Damian Pierce, Miles Sanders. I can't start them all. So, no. like, I, I, you know, I, it's good being deep because everybody I have is also very injury prone. So <laughs> the it's nice to be deep. And then, but then you have to question, you know, at what point do you sell one of them? Exactly. If you need to, do you need to? I mean, we always know you need a tight end. That will never not be a thing. I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't know. Like, I kind of know what I'm doing in fantasy. I'm not bad at it, but I can't figure out the tight end position to save my fucking life. Nope. I don't know what's going on. That is not for you. No, that's like, that, bad. Yeah, doesn't work out. It's like Graham and quarterbacks, Paulie and yeah. wide receivers. We're going to add that to the same group. It's just that you've done it in the group that you could survive without the most. Exactly. I've done my wide receivers are one of the strongest trios in the league with Higgins, Jefferson, and St. Brown. I mean, with with Chase going down, Higgins bumps up also. So my team just got a major boost from Higgins and Pollard because of injuries. Pollard is a big boost. I question how big of a boost Higgins is going to get. I do think he, he will get, he'll become the number one in the red zone. Somebody was saying that yesterday I was mm-hmm. talking to, but I mean, Chase is great, but he's explosive and that's why his value is there. He's still only catching, or you know, four, six, seven targets a game. Yeah. If but you, you divide that around. up with, it's only one or two, like it helps, but it's not massive. I think Higgins goes up. There's no way he doesn't see an increase. I just don't think he's not Jamar Chase. No, no. But I, like you said, the red zone, I think he really sees an increase. I think he'll go from the potential of this year scoring six touchdowns to the potential of 10. Yeah. Chase had 15 out of the 23 red zone targets for the Bengals so far this season. That's what I'm saying. You spread that around and all of a sudden, you know, two extra touchdowns is, is a big boost. Yeah. So I, I think that's good. Uh, the Christian McCaffrey trade, I both love and hate for him because I feel like everybody gets hurt in San Francisco and Agreed. he's always hurt. Yeah. It, it, he's not going to the right medical staff for him. Um, <laughs> no. And now Debo's hurting over there. I, I think it's one of those situations where too much is not enough. And I think it's going to be really good for the 49ers. I don't think it helps anybody in fantasy. Like, I don't think he's better. I don't think Kittle's better. I don't think Ayuk's better. I don't think Samuel's better. I think they're all better when they have the ball on that one individual play, but not for their fantasy production. I was just going to say, fantasy-wise, I don't think it – I think it actually might hurt all of them 
McCaffrey yep. might have a few more open runs into an end zone if he sure. gets goal line carries, but I think all of them are hurting. I think real life and I think Madden, the Niners are ridiculous now. Oh, yeah. If you're Madden, you start with the Niners, you trade for a quarterback, and then you just have fun. Yeah, exactly. And that is just a fun team to play oh. with. But yeah, so my team at this point, I'm struggling at quarterback. I would love to upgrade, but I, also I'm not going to drop a boatload for anything. You know, tight end and quarterback, I need to upgrade, but. No, you Not make, enough. If there's a small move that comes available, you take it, you make it, you know, you just kind of tweak a little bit. But otherwise, you just ride this one out because you weren't supposed to be top three this year and nope. you're only going to get better. Exactly. And uh, if I can hold on to a buy and get into the final four instantly, hope maybe somebody beats one of the good teams and then I have a shot. Yeah. But that leads us to, I'm sure everybody knows who the last and final team that we'll be discussing is because, of course, uh, Michael Myers himself, Petriello, and uh, the show that we figured out for this one, uh, Shark, I'll give you all the credit on this one. You came up with it was House of Dragons. He is a legacy. Not that he's not good, but he is riding the coattails of what came before. Like, I don't know. He's doing it again. He's good. But when you actually look at his team, there are holes. There are there are chinks in the armor. Devontae Adams is not who he was. Michael Thomas is completely useless at this point in time. It, I don't know if it, Justin Herbert is. Yeah. And I know Justin Herbert's had a lot of injuries this year, but he's not who he was. He's you know what? I feel like good. Herbert was anointed before he should have. Yeah. He's really good. He, everybody's really excited. He's got a lot of potential to be a top quarterback. But I feel like he was already put into that group without actually doing anything to get into that group. He threw for a lot of yards. I mean, he basically was Philip Rivers. And yeah. guess what? He might just be Philip Rivers. That's really good, but that's not elite. No, I am going to go out and say uh, I think Kenny Pickett is a bust. I think he's he, not going to be good. He's not good at football. No. No. It, 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 it's not right. And. Pittsburgh is too loyal. So the problem is they're stuck with him and they're going to stay with him. He's going to start there for like four or five years. He will be there. I think until uh, Mike Tomlin is not there. I think yeah. they leave together. This might be the thing that, that yep. sours Tomlin. Yep. But I mean, this guy can't lose. So literally he could never win another game in DFL until what was it like 2047 and still be up. So yeah, exactly. It's yeah. all house money at this point. 2047 is the next time if, if Petriello just kept the funds in a bank account separate for DFL, that would be the next time he would have to add money to it is 2047. Yeah. So, I mean, he's done everything he can do. This is the team's still good. It's got Cooper cup. It's got Devonta Adams. I mean, I don't want to run into them in a dark playoff corner. No, no. And Austin Eckler somehow continues to get better, but I don't know. It's not as good as it was, but because it's Petriello, the rest of the league is also not as good as it could be. So he still is probably the favorite. I will say, I believe Austin Eckler playing so well recently is my fault. Paul was here watching football with me, and I was mocking Austin Eckler for being so bad to start the season. <laughs> that was right – that day he scored two touchdowns, and I don't think he scored less than two touchdowns in a week since. So Great. everyone can blame me for that one. Sorry about that, guys. Good job by you. Yeah, good job. But that's the whole league. That's where we're at. So uh, quickly, before we uh, sign off, Sharky, I know we talked about your preseason predictions. How are you feeling about them now versus where, uh, where we were when the season started? Well, I think I've hit on some things. I mean, let's start at the bottom. 12, Jeff, 11, Brett, 10, Ryan, 9, Fitzy. Our Walking Dead group were who I projected to be the four worst teams in the league. Nailed it. One, 
one Petriello, two Rutherford up top. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. Kind of got a little bit messy in the middle. I had Christian and Graham as their third and fourth best teams. They're probably seventh and eighth best right now. I had you and Edward as six and seven. You're clearly three and four. Yep. So I, I think there was some hits and some misses. I was pretty good at identifying who was not going to make a run and who was going to be elite as is part for the course in the DFL. I don't think anybody can make heads of tails at the middle of the group. And I just screwed that one up. Yeah. I, I was going to say, if you tiered it off, you kind of had it with the uh, 12 through nine and then the eight through three. If you switched like Edward with Christian, you pretty much nailed the group. Yeah. So I think so. And then my final four prediction has Petriello, Rutherford, Edward, and myself in it. So I feel pretty good about 75% of my final four prediction prediction. Yeah. <laughs> Three out of four is pretty on point. I think you're right about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So everyone, this was another uh, Shammer sports production. This is on the rocks with shark and the hammer. We are back, baby. We are going to try and do this every week. There's not a fucking chance we do, but we're going to give it hell everyone. Hell yeah. All right. Well, good talking to you shark. And we will uh, catch up more about this next week. Indeed. Take it easy. Bye.